What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely, if I may be allowed to say now, a little bit sexier Kenston, North Carolina with uh, Mike Morton uh, coming into the plush well-lit studio. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> it is. It really is. Hey, today is hump day. It's Wednesday, December the 13th in the year of the Lord 2023. 12 days to Christmas over there, Mike Martin. Oh, you, oh, you grimaced a little bit. The Uh, 12th. Ah, no, man, I'm in, I'm, I'm in good shape. Good shape. Well, we'll get to that in a second. This is episode 988 of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But man, we have another fun show for you here today. You've heard his. You've heard the, uh, the 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 lovely tones of his voice already. Ooh, dulcet <laughs> tones. Dulcet tones. What did I don't know what dulcet? What does that mean? Well, John Marshall will be here later. He is considerably more intelligent than I. I'm not going to well, say anything about you, but <laughs> yeah, you, you could be allowed to say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. an. I, I think it's probably a peripheral SAT Guess word. So. Guess what? Lay it on me. Oh, and I spell. How would you spell dulcet? Uh, D U L, uh huh, C E T. Ding, ding, ding! I spelled it C I T. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. There you go. Let's see. Ah, uh, sultry. No, 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 no. Sweet and soothing. Hard to hard to argue that. <laughs> hard to argue that. <laughs> we heard, yeah, we heard the sweet and soothing tones of our boy Ricky Whaley last night. Man, he was awesome. Wasn't he, he awesome? He is awesome, man. I tell you, that guy is. Well, you know, I still haven't introduced you yet. Oh. It's wh- Kenston's Renaissance man, Michael Martin. Sorry, sorry. Well, it's hump day. Please continue. It is hump day. I got thrown off for a little bit. And- um, Yeah, no. So, Brian and I uh, and uh, the uh, wise Keith Spence got to enjoy uh, hanging out at the uh, – Lancers basketball game last night. Coach Grantham led the boys to a uh, a pretty solid win. It was uh, eighty three sixty five. It, it was a comfortable. Uh, I would say it was a, a, a comfortable margin most of the game. I think uh, um, the uh, Guilford County guys uh, rallied. You know, at about the three or four minute mark, I think they cut it to about thirteen at one point. And uh, well, they did. Well, you know, uh, the, they got their uh, margin up to sixty nine points there, Mike Martin. Uh, uh, well, and no, they they scored sixty nine, <laughs> not a margin of sixty nine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that would be impressive. But they scored their sixty ninth point and went uh, on a drought. Yeah, and then went on a drought there for in Which fact, could be said for a lot of us, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Let me find my, my drums here. Wait a minute. Ah, there That's you go. You up. earned that one. You earned That's that one. What's up. But uh what, it was like a twenty five point lead, sixty nine, forty four, something yep. like that. Yep. And they went on a thirteen oh run. Yeah, something like that. Got it down to twelve yeah. points. But yeah. then the the boys took yeah, over they, and they uh, did it. I mean, I don't think it was ever in doubt. Um I don't mind saying that uh, it has been proven that Brian Hanks's scream <laughs> only helps our opponent's free throw shooting percentage. What the heck? Why? I mean, so, I well, think, let's tell people what that because what so, we try to do. Go ahead. It, not, 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 not we, buddy. Not we. <laughs> yeah, it is you me. and the mouse in your pocket, maybe. Yeah. But um, Brian has uh, <laughs> the last two outings for the Lancers. Uh, Brian has chosen to uh, shout. 
It's a good way to put it. Shout, scream, scream makes it makes uh, an awful Screech. guttural noise. Screech. <laughs> um, it's not dulcet. No, it's not it's sweet. Not nor is it soothing. No. no. Um, <laughs> in an attempt to distract the opponent's free throw shooters, and I think they're about ten out of twelve. Uh, it may even be better than that. When Hank it, screams, yeah. so I, I <laughs> yeah, Coach Grantham may want to uh, keep an eye on Brian in the pregame. <laughs> he might be getting slipped a little something from the opposing coach to uh, no, but I, I've got to say that's our third, yeah, third game. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm right there. And uh, it's a good time. Well, no, and, I've been to think. I think I've been to well, five no, games. You, you've yeah. been to more than I, but yeah. um, but I, I think that was my third. And it's a great time. Um, you know, Shelly Barnes and the folks over there. I mean, they. It, it, it's a great facility. It is. Uh, it is priced at a at a rate that I mean, you can get front row seats for seven bucks, dude. It's cheaper. To go to an LCC game than it is to go to a high school fo- uh, basketball game. Oh, wow. Did you know that? I think it's $8, $9 now to go to a high school I'm gonna basketball have to the game. A- I'm going to have to hit the ATM before I go tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. yeah, yeah. You're going to the uh, I, I, Kinston Green Central game I'm going to try to make it to the Kinston Green Central game tonight. Um, I haven't run that by my wife yet, <laughs> but I think I can probably well, get If she's her. listening right now. Then she, well, yeah. yeah she, um, she's, she's got a little cold working, so she may have slept in this morning, okay. but. Um, but I think she's also grateful when, uh, she gets the night away from me. So all, <laughs> all, all things equal. Well, we and, appreciate her sharing you with well, us. Well, uh, let, let me kind of... introduce everybody else that's coming on here on the show. Uh, but last night we're, we're going to get back to, uh, LCC here in a moment because we're going to talk about them. And well, anyway, uh, Hey, Spence wanted to remind us it's called the sportatorium. You the do know that's the name. Sportatorium. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's an awesome that's, awesome. That's a Bobby Dawson creation, man. He uh, he uh, he called it the Sportatorium, and I, you know what? I've never I've not heard uh, Shelley and the current administration really lean back into that. But that's when Lynn Hartzell was the uh, was the AD out at LCC. But got to see uh, him last night as well. And we absolutely did. Oh, I'm sorry, Keith Spence said uh, Carl Grant actually named it. Ah, I didn't realize that. You know, Carl Grant, the former sports editor of the Kinston Daily Free Press. How about that? Yeah. Keith Spence is a right. well of knowledge. Uh, he is, man. We uh, need to drink from the cup. <laughs> drink. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. But uh, there you go. Anyway, they, that's Michael Martin. That's his voice we're going to talk. Uh, man, we're going to get into some golf, especially with our guest that's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. Uh, uh, he's one of uh, Kinston and this area's leading attorneys. Man, he had a really cool... And I'm going to let you set it up with him for sure because you know a lot more about it than I do. But he had a really cool, what would you call it, a lifetime achievement, career achievement that happened recently. Well, let's not even ruin it. Let's not ruin it. We're going to let him tell us about it. But uh, it's John Marshall of White and Allen. He'll be joining us live right here in the plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on uh, Whitehall Drive here in just a few minutes, right? Probably about the next five minutes or so, five, seven. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Very good. He knows where to come, right? He does. He does. Well, I mean, he's an attorney, so I mean, you know, yeah. he hears he hears the uh, scanner go off coming to the to the to the home of Byron Shanks. There you go. Okay, so Mike Martin, John Marshall here in our first hour, uh, and then in our second hour, like we said, coming off that impressive eighty-three to sixty-five win last night over Guilford Tech at the Sportatorium. Thank you, Keith Spence. Is going to be uh, Lenore Community College basketball coach Matt Grantham. Uh, his Lancers are now eight and three overall. They're seven and two in Region Ten, and uh, this Friday, I'm going to go ahead. It's probably a wrong thing for me to do here, Mike Martin, but I'm going to go ahead and declare uh, they're going to win their ninth game of the season when they take on Mid Atlantic hey Christian now. on Friday well, night. Hey I, I, I'm speaking into mm. existence. I, I'm really not s- stepping out on much of a limb here. They beat them to open the season, Mike Martin. Are you ready for this? Lay it on me. One fifty to fifty nine. Sugar. <laughs> they beat them by 91 points earlier this season. In fact, the very first game of the year. So I think we can confidently say, uh, if you're okay, hey, uh, hey, although, let's do this. No, if you're setting the over or uh, the spread, they beat them by 91 on the road to open the season. What are you putting that uh, that spread at? Going, we are bet on the bull dot com. So I, uh, let's I, have fun with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna say 60. Oh, 
Dude, then everybody see you. You're not thinking like Vegas thinks. Then, but, Mike. but here's but here's my thought process. Okay. Yeah, the first game of the season. So you don't know if they were without some players. I, I don't know the circumstances behind that. So Vegas would be looking at. Um, but if you put it at only sixty, though, dude, everybody would take LCC, and that's not what Vegas wants. Vegas wants 50-50. They want 50% to take one way, 50% to take the other way. That's what you do. Dude, 60s way too. See, I would set it at, I would be even a little bit ridiculous. You won by 91 earlier. On the I road. would say on the road, dude, I think I would set it at, because I'm with you. It's first game of the season, 88 and a half. 88 and a yeah. half. 88 and a half LCC. When have you ever seen that on a point you, spread? Minus you, you, 88.5. You, you heard it here first, first <clears throat> folks, but. What would you take? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, Coach Grantham would probably take your life if they lose this game <laughs> yeah. after talking like this. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. But what would you take? Would you take LCC uh, minus 88 and a half, or would you take Mid-Atlantic plus 88 and a half? Mid-Atlantic plus. I think so. I mean, because I mean, it, it, like the the number of things that have to go right uh-huh. to win a game by eighty nine points <laughs> is unfathomable. I mean, well, and from what I understand too, he held. He could have probably scored one hundred seventy, one hundred seventy five against them if he'd wanted to, dude. It's not like they were still trying to score in the final three or four minutes of the game. They were holding the ball to the you know the the. Mm-hmm. To the end of the shot clock, and they just ran over them. But anyway, uh, I'm setting the I'm av- I'm absolutely setting it at minus eighty eight point five. We'll we'll see what happens there. But we'll have uh, Coach Grantham on, like I said, in our uh, second hour uh, to start that second hour, and then the birthday game. Then before you know it, we'll be one day closer to Christmas. One, uh, uh, we'll we'll be getting ready for the eleventh day. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, I'm going through all my stuff here. Hey, hey look at this! Look at this guy wearing a Campbell hat. I like that. I like that orange there. That's a that's a pretty good Virginia orange there. Okay, <laughs> I had to say that before he had his headphones on, so I could get that in there. Can you hear us all right? I can. It's John Marshall, White, and Allen. Uh, I tell you what, I've, give me about two minutes to uh, go through uh, uh, last night's games. Well, and all hold that. on, we got to ask go John. Ahead. So. <laughs> So an LCC's first matchup. Did you hear okay, like coming it. in? LCC's first matchup this year against Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic Christian. They beat them by ninety one. Yep, one fifty to fifty nine. They wow. play on the road. Yeah, they play them Friday night <laughs> here in Kinston at the Sportatorium, and Hanks has set. The over on what eighty eight and a half eighty eight point five points is a spread. The wow. official Brian Hanks <laughs> V Sin spread. I would you take the would you take L C C or would you take Mid Atlantic Christian? Well, based on uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's a lot of points. Mid Atlantic yeah. I'm a mid Atlantic man on that bet. Yeah. Just that's a lot of points. Just so we're saying. I mean, I was like maybe somebody's actually gonna play defense this game. Yeah. They scored hundred and fifty points. In a forty-minute game, think it. You know, to do the math, that's almost four points a minute. It was, you know, and, and having watched them played three times in the last few weeks, you know, I mean, they they move they they get up and down the court fairly quickly. Um, I haven't seen them shoot the ball incredibly well. Well, we saw them win a game fifty-eight fifty-seven over Pitt. You were at the Pitt game, I right? was, yeah. yeah. And so they only scored fifty-eight against Pitt, so. Anyway, 88.5. <laughs> that's my point spread right, I'm that's, putting out there. That's, uh, Maybe that's, I need to lower it a point or two. I, I said 60. That's oh, aggressive. Yeah. They'll, they'll definitely beat him by 60. I mean, uh, that, that's not even a hard game for him. You, know? you do recognize that this is going over the air. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. And will be broadcast at a later date. And you can listen to it at yeah. any point. I mean. You think the, the mid-Atlantic folks or the kids that got beat listening? by 91? No. <laughs> Someone, someone's going to send it to him and say, look, you've been, hey, we lost by 60. Woo. You I know? think that's what yeah. they call locker room. Yeah. Yeah. It was a locker room material. Like, uh, maybe they were looking, well, they're looking for a chip be on their shoulder. Uh, there you go. Well, you know what Ryan Diesel Gieselman did to me this year, don't you? Did we not talk about beat this? Beat you by 91? No. <laughs> no, he could definitely beat me by 91, though. There's no doubt about that. But before the season started, I said that South Lenore was going to beat Kinston in football this year. 
Okay. Because I, and I had, and I, I wasn't being, Jason Bryant likes to call me hot take Hanks. Okay. Because I, you know, I throw out hot take. You, <laughs> it is what it is. But I sincerely at that time in the preseason before I got to see any of them play, Kenson's very, very young coming in the season. I don't need to give you all the reasons, but I really thought South Norm was going to beat Kenston. Well, uh, Diesel uh, printed off. I've got it here somewhere. Actually, I need to break it out. I was going to oh, put. I need no. to put it up on the wall. Uh, printed off this big, big head picture of me and put. You are going to lose to South Lenore and had it plastered all over his locker room. You're a popular guy around that campus. I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh, uh, needless to say, uh, Kenston beat South Lenore. Okay, and uh, and I- and uh, so here at the end of the game, it was at Kenston High School. We did the game on the radio. So. Three or four of their players are coming, and I didn't know about the my po- my picture all over their locker room until after the game was over. And uh, evidently, uh, Scott Whittington can tell you and others. Every time they scored against uh, South Lenore, they would point up at the press box, <laughs> and I had no idea. Seriously, bounty John on the and Mike, head. I had no idea why. You know, I remember seeing it one time and going. Okay, well, that's that's sort of odd. So at the very end of the game, after they break their huddle, like three or four of the players come running up with my, you know, the picture of my head saying, you're going to lose to South Lenore, and uh, it was very interesting. Kudos to, uh, kudos to Coach Gieselman. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, he motivated him. He used a motivational tactic. But uh, right. So when I say I've helped motivate teams to, uh, to win before, it's happened this season, okay? <laughs> so... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I hope Coach Grantham is listening to uh, <laughs> Lord. There you go. Okay, real quick, uh, let's hit these before we uh, – we got a lot of go- – hey, if you are a golf fan, by God, you are going to be a happy uh, listener today because we've got a lot of golf to talk about here today on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, hey, uh, 919-252-Football Game is going to be Saturday at 2 at John Paul II in Greenville. South North coach Will Harrell, Green Central coach Jay Wilson, who will be joining us here in our first hour tomorrow, will be coaching in it. A couple players from our neck of the woods. Go to enclite.com for all the information. And like I said, Coach Wilson will be on tomorrow's show to talk about it. Uh, Kenston uh, did not play basketball last night. North Lenore did. Their boys improved to 3-4 and four with a 42-37 to 37 win. At home versus Southwest Edge come last night. The girls lose by seven. They fell to a four and three. Thank you, Coach Howard Woolley, for uh, that update on that. Uh, North and North continues at home today against Aiden Grifton, and then Friday they'll open East Central 2A play against East Duplin. South Lenore broke a three. Their boys broke a three-game losing streak with a 61-60 to home win versus Dixon last night. That is according to News News Sports. I couldn't find it on Max Prep, so... Went over there. Uh, thank you uh, to those folks over there for uh, having that score on there. They are now two and six overall. Uh, South and North boys are. The girls also won. They improved to four and five overall with a forty-two to forty victory. They opened uh, EC two A play with Southwest Onzo on Friday. Uh, Parrot Academy was off last night. They play uh, Friday at home against Raleigh St. David's. Bethel lost. Uh, their boys lost to Pamlico Christian last night, forty-one to thirty-six. They're now three and seven overall. The girls lost forty-two to twenty-nine. They are now two and four overall. They're home versus Union Grove Christian Saturday. That's their final games before uh, Christmas break. Green Central. Uh, their boys are two and four overall after a close, a tough sixty to fifty-eight loss at home versus West Wilson Benningfield last night. Again. Thank you to News News Sports for that score. It was not up on Max Preps. Uh, they are now two and four overall. Their girls are one and five after a fifty-two to thirty-three loss. Both of those teams are at Kenston tonight, which you're going to be there tonight. That is, you're going to sit up in the crow's nest it'll with be my us, right? First time in the well, I've been in the gym at Kenston High, but I, I've never seen a basketball game there, so I'm pretty excited about that. What about you? Well, I've seen a bunch of them there. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a bunch of them there. Yeah. Well, uh, he's. Have you heard me on the mic before at a Kensington? I have. Yeah, he's not ready, is he? I mean, I saw I saw him at Mock Gym long time ago. I mean, that. that How yeah. old are you? I'm 61. Really? Yeah. So I, I've lived here in the 70s growing up, and so I saw Phil Ford play at Mock Gym. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I saw Phil Ford shop at H Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Now you talk about a lead. I love Phil Ford. Yeah, he's he, a good he, dude. He, when he came to town, it was a big. I mean, Kinston was good. They were good. It was a, all four A schools. It was a big deal. Wow, four four wow. A schools. How good was he in high school? I mean, obviously we saw him in college. I, mean, and, I, and I was I was twelve or thirteen. And I'd never seen anything like it, other than Pete Maravich at basketball camp. That's yeah. about it. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, that'll be tonight, Green Central at Kinston, and my boy Mike Martin's going to be there in attendance. I, Spence is going to be there, too. We're going to have the crow's nest full tonight over there, Tell Mike. You what? It's exciting times. It is, man. So uh, that's why I turned the heat on over there. <laughs> well, that, sitting up there, you're right at the – I'm uh, sure it gets hot of that. Well, here's the crazy thing. It is uh, – it's uh, – you don't know I'll, you're going to say i'm going to layer tonight okay because there have been times when because you're right up there at the vents okay and you're sitting up there and it's either 26 degrees or it's 112 degrees okay there's no in between right. so right my suggestion to you is like well, yeah you're layered right now layer that's what i'll be doing i'll have like four layers on and if it's cold i'll be fine with my gloves on and everything and if it's uh hot then i'll strip down to my shorts okay hey now hey. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's hope for frost <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh hey uh jason bryant uh jumped in here and said uh, you're a young 60 year old well that's what nice was nice of him to say i'm tr- i'm working on it. i just came from the woodman alan georgie said tell you hello oh well, very good oh i love miss georgie man she's I, great i, I think the great. world of her uh and, and mr al too i mean i can't i can't just I, 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 my fiance's in the next room so i gotta be quiet i kind of got a little crush on miss georgie i think a lot of us do yeah because she's just so in a, in a very very pure way she's so sweet and she is she gives great hugs and she's just see now linda's never gonna let me go back over <laughs> to the woods but again after this but i if you meet miss georgie do you not love miss Georgie? Oh, you can't help but love her yeah. She's, she, she's the happiest person. She is the mayor of Positive Town. There you go. And Mr. Al. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just a – I got to tell you, they're they're quite the pair to uh, – if you go in there, because I did this for a while, and I need to go. I can tell you the truth. You look how fat I am. But uh, I'd get there at 5 o'clock in the morning, and they're just out of their heads, positive and upbeat, and you're like, no. No, I can't hear you know, I can't hear all this uh, this noise this early. But anyway, uh, Green Central at Kenston tonight. You're going to be there. Uh, it's going to be a great time there tonight at Viking Gymnasium. Uh, Aiden Grifton, uh, their boys and girls didn't play, but they are at North Lenore today. Uh, the boys are six and zero. The Chargers boys are, and the girls are zero and six. Uh, then their home versus West Craven to open EP two A play. Uh, Jones Senior is uh, they lost last night, uh, sixty to fifty eight to Washington's. Eastern Christian Homeschool. Uh, they're now five and two. The girls dropped one and six with a sixty-five to thirty loss. They are home tonight versus North Duplin. Uh, hometown heroes. Let's. Uh, I don't think. Uh, Trez played last night. Dontrez Styles in Georgetown. Uh, they're six and four now after beating Coppin State seventy-one to fifty-four. Trez led all scorers with nineteen points. He added five rebounds, four assists, and two steals. They are at Notre Dame Saturday. And that is it. Everybody else was uh, off last night. So uh, let's jump into I tell you what, let me thank uh, Lenore Community College for 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252 527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton. Find out how you can change your life today. And thank you so much to uh, LCC for being one of our day one sponsors, along with UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco, technology service provider, which, by the way, we got to mention real quick, and I know we've got him over here waiting, but we missed Jock last night who allegedly, and I believe it, had a root canal yesterday. Mm. Victim of oral surgery. <laughs> Victim of oral surgery. <laughs> Dude, that's good. You're, you're on a roll this morning, man. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. You and your dulcet. T- spell dulcet. I have no idea. Okay. D-U-L-C-E-D-E-L-C-I-T. It, well, you were right the first time. C-E-T. D-L-C. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I thought it was C-I-T. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there you go. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not the right order, but. Yeah. <laughs> but we missed Jacques last night, didn't we? I mean, <laughs> he you know. shrugs over here. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe so, maybe no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he was missed. He was missed. Yeah, he definitely was missed. Uh, but uh, thank you to GoEco. Thank you to uh, Spence Automotive, Woman in Life, and Arendelle Parrot Academy. Those are our day ones. And then all our other great sponsors, Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, Elite Land Management, and the Down East Wood Ducks. 
feel like I've done a lot of talking here in the first 20 minutes. I think I'm going to turn it over to you, take gentlemen, a, take okay? A, take a breath, my man. Take a breath. I want you to set this up. Uh, so, yeah. so, all right. Before we even talk one ounce of golf here, yeah. we've got to honor our guest here. Go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, I, I think I read Super Lawyer was, um, in quotation marks, uh, John Marshall of White and Allen recently recognized by the United States Supreme Court, am I correct? And and I'm going to turn it over to you because I guess you're now allowed to be a guest and um and yeah. Tell, so tell us, tell so, us. So um, Amanda Young, Matt Young's wife, who does our marketing, she's yeah. really good at making something out of making <laughs> something more of what it all oh, really is. Hey, man. But um, so I went up to D.C. the first weekend of November with a group of uh, law students, former law students at Campbell, and the Alumni Association sponsored us to go, and I got admitted to practice before the Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS. Um, and what that means is that if, you know, by some crazy chance I got a case, I could go argue it at the Supreme Court. That's never going to happen. But what, ah! it, but what it, but, but what it is, does do and what it is nice about it is that it was an opportunity to go up there participate in the ceremony, watch the court, um, be a guest of the court, um, and be admitted. And um, it, it was a it was a nice honor. It it's uh, it takes a little bit of work to get it done. You gotta fill out the app, you gotta get your recommendations, all the stuff that you have to do, go through the process. And Kelly went with me and um, we had a nice weekend and the event itself on the cool meter of lawyer things that I've done, <laughs> it was pretty high that Monday morning. Nice, so. nice. All right, before we get to golf no, I want to stay on this for a second. Well, no, that's yeah, what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. All-time favorite justice. <laughs> All-time favorite justice. I like it. Um, probably Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. Um, she's complex. She had a great story. You know, I didn't agree with every decision that she made, but in terms of, of who who she was, what the, the, the travails that she had to deal with being a woman, and becoming a, a justice of the United States Supreme Court, I think she's probably my favorite. You look around, you see how I've got my jerseys in here. If you could get a robe autographed, I know she's passed now, but if you could get a robe autographed by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, on the white part of the robe right there, I guess oh, on yeah. the collar. Yeah. Would that you? You get that bad boy framed? Yeah, you? yeah, that would be great. That would be great. They had <laughs> they had a lot of great artwork in there and portraits and of of justices and chief justices throughout the history of the court. They have a statue of. John Marshall, who's no relation to me, but it's it's a really neat building, really neat experience, and um, I was glad to have an opportunity to do it for sure. What's going through your mind? You know, that's one of the things I like to. Uh, I'm going to ask you an athlete question here, but what's going through your mind when you you take the oath and you know you've got your hand raised? I mean, are you blanked out at that point, or are you are you? But being serious, are you I, thinking about the uh, the weight of the moment and all that? I, I'll tell point? you what I was thinking about. Okay. I, I was thinking about. Um, I did not have a great high school career. I did not have a great college academic career. And um, when I wanted to go to law school, my parents had some doubt as to whether or not I could cut the mustard. And both of my parents had passed. And I, as I stood up, I thought to myself, it's a long way from Vance Senior High School to Washington, <laughs> D.C. Yeah. So How about yeah, that? It was interesting. What was over under on uh, senior day at Vance Senior High, Joe Marshall? <laughs> Somewhere like Mid we're doing VSIN here. I like <laughs> so, it. Vegas Sports so, Information Network. So I'll tell you this. Uh, and this is I got to shorten the story up. Really, really. No, nah, you're good. But um, so when I got my scholarship to play golf at Campbell, they put a little something in the paper. When I was talking to Campbell about the scholarship, the coach said, "Well." John, if you come down here one Saturday and take a standardized test, we might find you a little bit of academic money to go with your scholarship. And, of course, if you knew my dad, there was no question I was going down there the very first Saturday to take that test. And I did, and they gave me a little bit of money. And so when the, when the, when the, the Henderson Daily Dispatch, the Campbell sent the press release about me signing the grant and aid uh, and letter of intent, they also sent this little thing about this academic scholarship. <laughs> and my geometry teacher, in whose class I could not have done less and who, in whose class I could have not done more poorly, said to somebody who got back to my mother that she couldn't believe what any self-respecting inst institution of higher learning would ever give me an <laughs> academic scholarship. And it made my mom mad. Not, not that it wasn't true, but moms being moms. Yeah. And so mom, 
when I graduated from law school, magna cum laude, my mother sent her a copy of that clip into my geometry teacher. <laughs> Good stuff right there. Good stuff right there. That's awesome. That's all. That is. Mom awesome. got the last word. She did. She did. I love it. And that's a very short version of that story. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, Brian teased it a little bit, but we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot of golf, and I think the phrase you used were golf fans were gonna be happy, but it's not been the most joyous of uh, uh, of news in the world of professional golf and golf in general and I, I was excited uh to get john on here this morning i think um yeah let's go ahead and kick it off it was uh i think that there was some scuttlebutt that uh john Rahm might be leaving the pga tour for a week or two before the announcement was made but um last week John Rahm announced that he was going to be becoming a part of the, the live nation. Um, and yeah, to the tune of, I've heard as much as $600 million. And, um, yeah, I think that once you get past, you know, 20 or 30, you know, you're, you're, you're in pretty good shape, but yeah, what do you think this means for the state of the PGA Tour, and yeah, and consequently for for live golf? So I think to understand what happened with John Rahm, you got to go back and and again, I'll try to shorten this up. But the the PGA Tour and golf golf is a niche niche sport. Um, it is there. It is aggressively not cool. I mean, I had sweet mates of mine in college who were baseball players. They got lots of dates. Golfers don't. I mean, it's the way it is. And so um, the, the market has always driven what, mark, what, what, what money golfers could make. You know, it's sponsorship-driven. There's tournaments. There's purses. There's outside marketing opportunities, et cetera. And in 2022, Phil Mickelson, for reasons that – Nobody knows. It may have been his own economic needs based on his gambling. Who knows? Started talking about how golfers ought to be making more money and the PGA Tour ought to be paying and providing better opportunities for, for golfers. And from there, Greg Norman, you know, hanging out in the wings and the Saudis, and and it all came to, to be that enter the golf arena is live golf, and it is an irrational actor. Where's the where's the money that the PGA Tour can pay is driven by the market. They've got the PIF fund, and they have unlimited resources. And they entered the golf market and started paying sums of money to golfers in an attempt to lure them to the PGA Tour. Um, I mean, live the, to live golf. And they started this circuit that nobody watches, nice. that nobody sponsors, that nobody cares about, and and it's just it it's it's not making money they're pouring money into it and no rational business person can participate in those kind of activities but they can litigation erupts it it's the the, the PGA tour after saying that they were not they couldn't have a money race with the with the PF and live golf does exactly they try to do that they create a model the Delaware meeting y'all have heard about where they decide they're going to come up with these signature events and up purses and they, they, they cannot tap their sponsors for that kind of money. It's unsustainable. Sponsors began to, began to walk. Yeah. I mean, we saw uh, Wells Fargo has pulled out. That's a good, and, 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 you know, my understanding in that situation was, you know, Wells Fargo was at $20 million in contribution to, to the event that's played here in North Carolina at Quail Hollow. And and it had been, you know, outside of the majors and maybe, you know, um, Mirfield and, you know, a, a couple of the other tournaments, Quail Hollow was the preeminent tournament. And um, my understanding is $25 million was where the PGA Tour was trying to get them to. And Wells Fargo walked away and at – you know that that's a dangerous game. Well, it is because you 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 know if if American Express, Rocket Mortgage, 3M, whoever it happens to be, they've got money for sports marketing, but they don't have unlimited resources. No, and you get they 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 came up the PGA Tour between the litigation costs and the inability to raise money to to 
to increase their purses in a way that they thought they, they needed to to create these signature events, finally said uncle in June of, of June the 6th and said, we're going to cut a deal with the PIF. Well, that made the players mad because that was a complete 180 reversal over what the PGS Tour had, position had been. And so they entered into this framework agreement, which is just a loose agreement to agree that's not really enforceable by anybody to try to work in good faith. And from there, the greed of the and narcissism and ego of the PGA Tour golfer starts to erupt, and PGA Tour starts talking to private equity firms. Fenway Sports has been tossed around, and others. And eventually, I think that the the deal trying to kind of lost momentum, and it was kind of becoming splintered. And then ultimately, what the what the PIF folks did and Live Golf did is did what they they played the card that they had. And they went and got more money, and they bought John Rahm. Right. And, and, and that's a lot of money for somebody to turn down. But, again, it's an irrational market. You, you can't – I don't know what's going to happen long term because you can't – golf's a niche sport. You can't generate the sponsorship dollars that the NFL does. You don't have the viewership the NFL does. The, the Chiefs-Eagles game three weeks ago, 29 million people watched it. The flagship event – of the PGA Tour, the Players' Championship Sunday final round only drew 2.9 viewers. Wow. I mean, golf is a coveted demographic. It is a great demographic. You've got affluent, mostly white, mostly male, most, mostly a lot of them have disposable income. They like to buy things like Rolexes, Mercedes, Benz, and Viagra. And that's what you see. That's, Preach. That's what you, you get. That's what you see on those commercials. Right. But right. that's but you've got a little bit of thing. You don't have the ability to pay players like the NFL does or the NBA does. And the PGA Tour players have suddenly decided they think they ought to be paid that way. And it's I don't know where it ends. But but in answer to your question, they went and bought John Rahm. And, they, and that's a means to leverage the PGA Tour to get them back to the table, which based on Sunday afternoon in the press release, that's exactly what they and, did. And, and quickly, yeah. so the December 31st, mm-hmm. I think, is, you know, the proposed, uh, you know, a deadline to, you know, to, to complete this framework for what the PGA Tour and the agreement that they were going to have with the Saudi investment group. Cameron. Yeah. No, no, no. They, here's the thing. Okay. You guys are golf nuts. Jason Bryant, big, big golf fan too. All three of y'all are golfers. I am not. I mean, I, I've tried before and all that. We've, we're not going to go down that road, but here's what it doesn't move the needle for me, John and Mike. I mean, okay. If you were to the Phil Mickelson thing, yeah, they, I, I'm familiar with Phil Mickelson. I got to tell you until you started hanging out here with me on the show, Mike, I didn't even know who John Rom was. I wouldn't have been able to spell his name well, if I hadn't looked. So I guess my point is, for either one of you, as me as a, I wouldn't even call myself a peripheral golf fan. I love the majors. I watch them. You know, I'll, I'll watch a match or two because Mike's turned me on to it a little bit. But John Rom does not move. It does not make me go, oh my God, John Rom is playing with Liv now. I have got to go. I've got to find them wherever they are on the CW or on Facebook, or which is the only two places you could watch Liv this right. past year was on and, the CW or and, and Facebook. Brian, you made a good point there, and I think that from <clears throat> the Rom side of this equation was possibly one of the driving factors. Is he is in the Tiger Woods world, he's in the Rory McIlroy world, and the personalities that those two have and the following that those two have suck the air out of the room. John Rahm, while wildly successful, two-time major champion, uh, Ryder Cup stalwart, um, you know, he he's not – a, a person that moves the needle. Yeah. Listen, he, I, he, again, uh, as a peripheral fan, if you put four, and I didn't mean, I'm sorry, no, Mike, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt you, but if you put four golfers on a screen and said, pick out John Rom, even now after signing that, I'm not sure I could pick him out. You could put your picture up there, John, along with, you know, three others, including John Rom. I would struggle to, to pick out who he is. It, uh, well, and I think the real problem you're, you're, they're not going to move the meat. It's not going to move the needle. Yeah. And again, golf is an ish sport. I mean, I follow the stuff. Mike follows the stuff. The average average golfer doesn't. Yeah. The average golfer's kind of the average fan 
who watches the Masters once a year or watches the U.S. Open once a year. Love the U.S. Open. They, they when they see all this fighting, when you got millionaires fighting over millions of dollars, that doesn't attract your basic demographic. Um, and and the, the the live golf thing is an unwatchable TV product. And, and on a network that you cannot well, find. I've never even tried, so it is bad. To, yeah, I've watched terrible. a little bit, of it, and yeah. nobody's watching it. Um, <clears throat> you know, less than a hundred thousand viewers. They quit. They quit publishing the viewership because it was so bad. Um, it's, it's just, it doesn't affect me. I'm gonna go play golf on Saturday, no matter what, mm-hmm. and I don't really care what goes on in professional golf. But but on the other hand. Um, professional golf is important to a lot of communities. It's important to a lot of charities. They, there's a huge charitable component of the PGA Tour. When they start running a for-profit company, I don't know exactly how that's going to get affected. I don't know how the business model is going to work. I don't care who puts in the money to invest, whether it's Fenway Sports or the PIF, or, they're going to expect a return. I don't know where you get a return on that kind of money. So. You, you don't. And and what is, I think, it, you, you touched on it, is you know, we enjoy playing golf. And so, consequently, I enjoy watching golf. But what I think this is going to do is when you have labor unrest in a sport like we've seen with baseball, the impact that that had on viewership and fandom and baseball. I mean, I, I know people who were lifelong baseball fans that after that refused to watch baseball. And now you have a guy, and, and John and I talked about this for a moment last night. Yeah, you know, you've got a guy, Chris Stroud, who is journeyman at best golfer. Has never heard of him. Go ahead. Correct. And I couldn't so, I couldn't pick him out. I and thought I, and I'm I'm a geek, but yeah, I couldn't yeah. pick him out. I thought he was wow. from Pink Hill. And, um, but, Stroud, yeah, 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 but you know he has come out and and several others and have been that they, they call I, I guess the mules, hmm? the guys that pull the tour, and they're the guys that are playing twenty, thirty events a year. Yeah, but this guy has his career earnings thirteen million dollars, and he's come out. Talking about how he hasn't earned enough, <laughs> and it's and, like the like the last number twelve player on the Lakers, right? Complaining about he's not getting paid enough money, yeah. right? I mean, and wow. so you know, I, I I I went down a rabbit hole on Twitter this morning, which is a very easy thing to do if you go and start looking at the conversations that are taking place about all this. But you know, the difference between golf and the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball is you get the chance every time you go out there, play better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not a good golfer. Like, but if I played in the, you know, club championship over at, at KCC or wherever, if I play better, then it's on me. Yeah. And so for you to come out in a, in a guy like Chris Stroud and say, I deserve Chris more. Stroud. Right. I deserve more. <laughs> Lanto Griffin. You could have right. just made up that name right. and I'll just no say doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, but to come out and say, well, I deserve more. Well, <laughs> play what, better. What have you contributed to yeah. this that makes you think you deserve more? The 12th man on the Lakers, he understands. Hey, look, man, I mean. I might get in every third game for the last minute or two. I mean, that's not that's not what sports is built around. And, and I and I said this to to John as well. You know, everybody loves capitalism until capitalism doesn't work for them. <laughs> oh yeah, we have, <laughs> and then we, we all become socialists. We yeah. have we yeah. have that discussion this time of year every year at the law firm. There you yeah, go. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you this: got a couple of uh, feedback here. Uh, <clears throat> Forrest Dawson, too. You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Dawson. Uh, yes, great guy. He said and says it perfectly. Bobby Jones was right. Money has ruined golf. And then in all caps, it's all about the money. He says it's really sad. I mean, speak mm-hmm. to that, John. Well, it is because, you know. You've got – it takes 100, depending on what time of year, 144 players or 156 players to fill out a field. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's Rory McIlroy. 
Um, you can't have 154, 56 Rory McIlroys. You got to have players of all types to come and be part of that PGA Tour and be part of the um, the the tournament. It is important in the PGA Tour's eyes historically to give all 156 players opportunities and to, to make it so that people can make a living out so that so that a Chris Stroud can make a living out there. But within that, there is um, the ability to make more money, but you do have to play better. What What's going on right now is you got the top 20, top 23, 20 to 30 players that are trying to more or less bully the mules and make things better for themselves. They're already making plenty of money. They want to make more money. They want to make NBA money, and and the mules are getting set aside. And and the answer to 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 me, if you're Chris Stroud, and I you know I play in some golf tournaments, Carolina Golf Association stuff, for zero money, um, and and I'm I'm a I'm a field filler because I'm not on, I have a real job, but if I can play better, I can work harder at my game. I can do what I can do. I could quit my job and my wife would kill me, but, but I could do all these <laughs> things if I want to do it. But, but you've got to have, um, you, you, you cannot, you cannot run all the players out of the, out of the PGA tour for the benefit of 20 or 30 of those players. No. It's, it's, and it's, and, and it's really, it's really gotten ugly, and some of the some of the players who have really had sparkling images in terms of what they do, both on and off the golf course, have tarnished their images in ways that Forrest Dawson recognizes, and it makes it distasteful. It really does. Uh, let me say this real quick. Jason uh, wanted to ask you, or did you have another point on that? Because this. Well, is, no, I was just going to say that Ashley Mills just texted me and said, uh, John Marshall will tell you that better play solves a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that, that, that is in fact. You need to send that to Chris Stroud. <laughs> better, better play solves all problems. When I was at, at Campbell, we had a kid, a hotshot freshman show up. I've told this story before, and um, he didn't play good first year, first yeah. semester. It's a big jump from high school to college golf. And dad wasn't, his dad wasn't happy about it and wanted to come down and talk about it. And I'll clean this stuff story up a little bit. <laughs> um, Dad comes in. I'm captain of the golf team. Coach makes me sit sit there and listen to all this. Dad comes in. Son, son, junior can do this. Junior can do that. Junior can do this. Junior ought to be playing golf. And a coach leaned back, put his feet up on the desk, and says, "Your son needs to play better." He had an expletive before play better, <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 that's just it. You can play better, yeah. and that's and so you're right. Good play solves all problems. There you go. Uh, Jason, I said, this is a good question. Uh, should live golf players be included in the world rankings? Who wants to go first? I'll go with that one. I, I, okay. the, pro- the problem, with the, there's criteria for the world rankings, and they don't meet it. I mean, that's the short answer. Yeah. And and they've tried to say you ought to change your qualifications to allow us to meet it. Um, is it the, the thing? And again, excuse my not or my lack of knowledge here, because they only play three rounds as opposed three rounds, to four. They rounds. don't have a cut. There's no Thank way you. to qualify Thank to get on the tour. There's a whole list, laundry list of criteria, and you know, are 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 some of the top fifty players in the world playing on the live tour? The eye test would tell you yes, but you. There's a got. There's got to be a process, and they're not. They're not in a position to do it. I mean, so you say no. What do you say? Oh, Mike? absolutely not. I mean, it's like saying, okay, I I ran a half marathon. Should I be considered a marathoner? Okay. No, you. No, didn't. no, no. That's a that's a very. Right. Valid, I mean, yeah. you played three quarters of a tournament, and, and I mean, and that well, it's almost like NBA. You've been using NBA examples all morning, John. Uh, rival league comes in well they only play three quarters instead of four quarters right you know i mean it, but you want them to be yeah considered I mean, the same and, and and there again you know there's a reason why players left the pga tour um and those that are dishonest will tell you it's things like i want to spend more time with my family <laughs> or whatever grow the game grow the game but pre- precisely as uh, as Brian does, I was doing my Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Yeah. Yeah, the, Show me the money. Um, yeah. You know, but you can't say, I want it easier, I want it different, but I still want to be considered part of the people that sit at the big kid table. Like that, and, and, and no knock to anyone that wants to leave that. And, uh, you know, I have said, on countless occasions, how much I respect what Harold Varner said. I mean, Harold Varner said it's life-changing money for my family, 
and and Harold Varner is probably more has achieved more than Chris Stroud. Yeah, um, and, definitely, and, and yeah. definitely was on an upward tra- trajectory, but he made a business decision. He did, and he it it he would he was never going he was always going to be a mule. He's he was never going to be but so good of a player. You're talking about Varner. Varner, yeah. But he had he 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 made it, he got offered the the money. He made the decision. He's happy doing it, um, and he knew what he's getting into when he when he did it. All these folks knew what they were getting into. They got they may have gotten sold a bill of goods by Greg Norman and said, "Well, we're going to take care of the world ranking points for you." But they took the money and they ran the risk, and that's the way it is. And so, and and their play, their play, most of them have their play level of play has precipitously dropped. Because I, mean, I know this from my own experience. It's, it's a big difference from going out here and shucking and jiving and playing on Saturday afternoon at Kiss Country Club versus teeing it up at the at the North Carolina Senior Open at Cutter Creek where it's tournament conditions. You put the ball in the air. you got to put everything out. You're playing by rules of, real, uh, rules of golf under tournament pressure and conditions. What exactly are those? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, it's a big difference. And so, you know, those guys – they wanted to t- DJ. He wanted to be. He wanted to take the easy way out. He was on the way DJ. out. DJ Dustin, Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Okay. Yeah. You got to remember. Uh, you're- <laughs> I get it. I get it. The um, husband of Paulina uh, Gradsky. But, 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 <laughs> okay. But I, I don't. I don't know what somebody like John Rom, who's 29 years old in the prime of his career, or Cam Smith. I don't know how they. They, they have. They have. I rarely quote Brandel Chambly, but but. He's right. They've sold themselves out. Well, Jason said, don't say you're going because it's better golf and how great it is. Just admit you took the money. What you right. were saying there, Mike, right. what Harold Varner said, and you you have made that point several times, and that's why I respect him, not just because he's an ECU guy, but because he admitted. What is it? What was well, the quote? It's life-changing money. Isn't right. that what he said? Generational. Generational. And, and yeah. the other thing about Harold Varner, and, and, and please do not confuse this, but Harold Varner also didn't come from the same background that a lot of these guys come from. You know, I I, I know nothing about Chris Stroud, but I'm dollars to donuts. I'm guessing he probably went to a private school and has lived a you know a pretty keep going. I'm going to Google just for the for white, and giggles a pretty here. white collar life. But I mean, but most of the guys that make it. And there are exceptions to every rule, and those are great stories. But most of the guys that play on the PGA Tour have spent time at a lot of very high-end Well, it's an access issue. Clubs, that's, that's right. A, that's a problem for golf generally is you've got an access issue. And and there are a lot of people doing a lot of great things to try to help with access. First tee programs, which I think Kinston need one. They've got one. They've got the place at Bill Fay Park to do be it. Perfect. That may be my retirement gig. I don't know, <laughs> but but I think that's something. Access to golf is it, it's an expensive game to play. The equipment that you have to have is expensive. Um, the places that you want to go get to are not easy for people to get to. It's a whole lot easier to pick up a basketball or a soccer ball, precisely, and go to Bill Fay or go to Fairfield or whatever it happens to be. He's played in all four majors. He's never made the cut. Well, no, actually, he's never played in the Masters. Let me take that back. Uh, he He's made one cut in the U.S. Open in four attempts, uh, didn't make the cut in uh, the British Open, and made the cut uh, three times in the PGA Championship, but his top finish is tied ninth. His other two finishes are tied 64 yeah, and tied and, 65th. And, and, I mean, and I think – We're talking about Chris Stroud. There. Right, and yeah. I think John would echo what I'm about to say here. This is not an attack on Chris Stroud. Yeah. yeah. Chris Stroud – well, there, there are a hundred Chris Stroud saying the same thing he's saying. Right. But, you know, but, you know, Chris Stroud is, has had a career that 99.9% of men in this country would dream of. And, you know, it, but <laughs> to, to have the level of tone deafness yeah. that, that these guys have, you know, in in the world we live in today, where you want to come out and 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 say that you deserve more than thirteen million dollars to be, you know, a guy that's, you know, in the top 
200 world ranking. Well, here's what you need to know about Chris Stroud, who, again, as God is my witness before you or whichever one of y'all brought his name up, I had never heard of him. Y'all went to high school together. (laughs) Oh, there you go. He said, this is his Wikipedia uh, thing. He finally, they use the word finally, he finally got his first professional win on August 6, 2017 at the Barracuda Championship after, oh, how many starts do you think he had on the PJ Tour before he won his first title? I don't know how long he'd been out there. Maybe let's say 50. I would say 120. 290. Wow. <laughs> 290 oh starts on the PJ. And again, but he, I, I but could never dream of doing but, anything but, like but, that. But see, I admire that story. Yeah. I, mean, right. I, I wasn't good enough. I mean, I wasn't good enough. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have made it. I admire people who are on the margin or on the fringe and and bust their rear end long enough to finally have some success. I'll, I'll tell you what's one of the most compelling stories every year on the PGA Tour is at the Wyndham Championship where you've got those guys that are on the bubble trying to get inside of the 125 or the or the 70 to, to qualify and keep their job for the next year. That is compelling to me. And that's not a money thing. That's a competition thing. And, just, that's, and that, I think, is where the PGA Tour has done itself a disservice by not – showcasing that more and making that more of a story because you know and and you and i have also talked about this you know so the pga tour has and they're not you know necessarily owned by the pga tour but yet there's four majors and then there's probably eight additional events a year that are you know compelling exciting things that you want to see the other 20 some no 30 some events are you know are made up of a field of guys that you don't know and so the pga tour as an organization is trying to sell a bill of goods week in and week out that is made up of guys that you don't know and and that is that's not a business model that anyone's going to endorse outside of professional golf and then so the the Saudi trust comes in and is trying to you know supplement you know poach initially and then supplement and then now who knows where we go from here but you know the arrogance of of the, the the tour leadership is, I mean, it, it could very end up leading to the demise of the PGA Tour mm-hmm. in and of itself. Well, I think, John, you used the word narcissist. I mm-hmm. mean, when you have, like, you know, they thought no one's ever going to be able to touch us or anything like that. Uh, Jason says uh, his golf career, talking about Jason, his golf career would be complete if he could just beat John Marshall one time. <laughs> And then he gives you the challenge. One hole. Then uh, (laughs) this is what he said. How about you, Mike? (laughs) That's what (laughs) Jason. No chance. No chance. Look, I'd be honored to carry John's bag. But so, you know, we're we're running out of time as we do every time we're together. But I want to pivot really quickly. Well, how how much, how can, because we're up against the uh, bottom of the hour here. Can you stay a few minutes into our second hour? And I'll get in touch with Coach Grantham and tell him we're going to. Uh, because I've got one more question here, uh, yeah. because you're getting ready to move over to the golf ball thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Forrest Dawson just threw that out. He wants to know what you guys think about that too. This is my last question. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you, but, uh, man. here's, uh, my question about the live tour and the Saudi thing. Again, being, I'm not a golf fan. It's probably number eight or nine on my list of stuff that I watch. My thought process has been that the Saudis are doing this to get into professional sports to buy an nba franchise to you know to maybe try to take over the nba or even maybe the nfl or something like that and that that, again that's just from being outside y'all's golf bubble and all that i i try to look at it at a more macro level and say that uh or think that you know, they started with golf because they knew they weren't going to be able to get in the NFL. They knew they weren't going to be able to get in the NBA or even Major League Baseball. But I see this as an inroads, and this is my question for you, John, is I see this maybe as an inroads that, hey, let's get in golf, let's take over golf, let's kill the PGA, which it looks like they have a good chance of doing potentially. Mm-hmm. 
to be able to get to uh, more major sports? Is it, am I way off there? No, or? you're not. So if, if you their their stated objective is to diversify their economy from an oil based economy, and they're they're using this pile of money that they've generated as a means by which to take that money and invest in other things that would that would enhance their their country's economy, and they're talking about. I mean, they've got, they've got beautiful coastline. They want to develop the coastline and golf courses and make it a travel destination, all that stuff. They also have a sports washing desire. They've got a less than stellar human rights record. Less than uh, stellar. I'm, I'm being complimentary. <laughs> um, and less than stellar sport human rights record. And they sports washing is a means by which to improve that. They've invested in other things like Formula One and and Premier Soccer League and things like that in an effort to do it. So. It, it I, this is not the last thing that they will want to do. What the next thing that they want to do, I don't know. And whether they can do it with a major major sports franchise like the NFL or the Major League Baseball or the NBA, I don't know. But but this is not the end of what they want to do. No, and and to to carry them off that, what you have in the PGA Tour or professional golf um, is. 200 free agents so if you want to try to get into major league baseball nfl nba you have a group of owners that are very insulated um and And all their players are under contract precisely so you don't have that uh that threshold with professional golf and you know, and, and what this is going to do is, I think, you know, if the PGA Tour is able to survive, then I think their best case scenario is they end up looking like professional tennis, where, you know, you've got the the major tournaments, and then no one really cares about it other than that. Well, there you go. Well, uh, that that's a good point to stop at. And I did. I wanted to ask you, can you stay till about sure. uh, 10 after or so? Sure. Okay, very good. Well, we're wrapping up our first hour in two minutes here of uh, the Brian Hanks Show today. I want to thank again uh, Mike Martin and uh, John Marshall for joining us here as uh, we're getting ready in our second hour. And I have communicated with uh, Coach Grant, and we're going to get him about 15 minutes or so into our second hour to uh, talk about uh, – uh, the LCC uh, ba- uh, basketball team there. So thank you so much for listening to the first hour. Coming up, we're going to have a little more golf talk with uh, Mike Martin, with John Marshall, and then also Matt Grantham from Lenore Community College.